Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Yours Truly podcast. This is episode 161, and I am your host. My name is Claire Tuning. I am your friend through the mic. I'm a lover of all things TikTok, and I also just happen to be a registered dietitian and a certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm really excited that you are joining me for this solo episode of the podcast. This is the first non-guest episode that I have done in 2022. It's been quite some time since I've sat down for an entire episode here. Just me, you, and the microphone. So, uh, hope you don't mind. It's just gonna be me. But I have to tell you, I'm sitting in you know, where I always am when I'm recording an episode of the podcast in the Yours Truly HQ in full burrito mode. This is what I call being wrapped very tightly in a blanket to stay warm and cozy while I'm working. I'm also wearing my new favorite sweatshirt, the newest addition to my wardrobe. It is a, eh, what color would I say this is? Maroon, burgundy crew neck sweatshirt with the words, Taylor's version written on the front. I cannot lie, this outfit or the sweatshirt purchase was inspired by one of my clients who actually recently graduated from working with me one-on-one on our final call as a team. She was wearing this Taylor's version sweatshirt and I saw it and I had to have it in that moment. I didn't realize that she was such a big Taylor Swift fan, so of course we had to talk a little bit about that and I figured this is a good way for me to make friends when I'm out in public because I can identify the other Swifties out there in these streets. But um, I'm also looking outside of my window right now at some nice snow. Well, it's like half melted snow at this point, but here on the coast of Virginia, we actually got hit with a little bit of a snowstorm this past weekend. Now, any, any of my listeners from the North the northeast portion of the United States, you're probably laughing at me for calling four to five inches of snow a snowstorm. But listen, here in the south, I call Virginia the north of the south, but here in Virginia, we don't really handle snow all that well. I've lived in almost all parts of Virginia. I've lived in southwestern Virginia, northern Virginia, now on the coast of Virginia, and especially here near the beach everyone just freaks out when there's any possibility of snow. So a couple of my friends and I got snowed in over the weekend. We had a nice snowball fight. You know, it's just so fun to pretend you're still 12 years old whenever it snows outside, some hot cocoa after a snowball fight in the snow. Literally no one asked, but I'm gonna tell you about the snow. But the snow was perfectly packable. Do you know what I mean when it's, I guess you would call it kind of wet or heavy snow because it forms beautifully into a snowball that you can hurl in the direction of your friends as fast as your arm can throw it. And I'm, I'm not the best thrower, I will admit it, I will admit, but some of my friends were, and I did get nailed a couple of times by some snowballs that I just did not see coming. One of them was in the head, but thankfully I was wearing my beanie, so I feel like that softened the blow of this very hard snowball. But anyways, I hope you've had a nice week. I hope you're staying warm. Maybe you too are in full burrito mode as you're listening to this podcast, but 
let's go ahead and get into our featured Facebook post of the week. Now, this is typically the time where I feature a post from my free Facebook community. It's called the Yours Truly Goal Slayers, but I figure we would switch it up a little bit today. I'm still going to be featuring a post that I'm really excited to read. Hopefully it can add a little bit of value to your life, but this is coming from a different Facebook community that I host. This one actually comes from my intuitive eating discovery course community. And I'll tell you a little bit more about the course and this community here in a minute, but this post was part of our weekly win Wednesday tradition or our win Wednesday celebration. And this is exactly what it sounds like. Every Wednesday I come into the course exclusive Facebook community and I make a post wishing everyone a happy win Wednesday and asking what is something that you're feeling proud of yourself for so far this week. And this post I'm about to read was one of the comments in response to my question. So this individual writes, I am proud that I have finally figured out while I am constantly eating at my desk. I reach for many fun foods, which is totally okay. And then I realize that because they don't fill me up, I feel like I'm eating all the time. So I stop figure out what I need that puts me around a six on the fullness scale, and then I try to eat it. Typically, it's a more nutrient-dense food, and once I feel full, then I'm not finding myself constantly eating. I hope that makes sense. I'm kind of all over the place, they say. And there are a couple of people responding to this commenter saying that makes sense, or I have been there before as well. And this person makes a really valid point. I've had so many people message me or even bring up in client sessions that I, I feel like I'm eating all the time. Why do I feel like I can never stop eating? And if I'm being honest, there are a few different reasons why this might be happening to someone, but one of these reasons might be that even though that they're eating frequently or they feel as though they're eating all the time, they are maybe not eating foods that have staying power. Uh, this is a concept that I talk to my clients about frequently. I've touched on it some here on the podcast, but if this is a new phrase for you, staying power is the ability of a food to keep you full and nourished and energized for a while. Uh, to give you an example, a food that doesn't have a ton of staying power on its own would be something like plain raw vegetables, right? If we're eating a lot of those, we also call these air foods, right? They can take up a fair amount of space in your stomach. They give you that feeling of being full, but they don't actually offer you a lot of energy to carry you into your day. They're not going to stick with you for that long. Another example might be something like a a plain bag of pretzels or a piece of toast on its own. Of course, these foods are incredible carbohydrates that our body needs and loves to use for fast and quick fuel, but because our body digests these foods relatively quickly, when we eat them alone, they just don't keep us full for that long. And sometimes with some of these fun foods that this individual is referring to, they might fall into that category. They're delicious, they are fun to eat. Of course, we can include them throughout our day, but if we're eating those 
by themselves or alone, they might not be giving us that lasting energy that we need to fuel our bodies and our brains. So when we can combine these foods with other options that have more staying power, let's go back to my pretzel example. If we take that and dip them in some peanut butter or have some cheese on the side, or to use my toast example, if we throw some scrambled eggs on top or maybe avocado slices, if you know, if you've been here for a while, you know how I personally feel about avocados, but that does not mean that you cannot enjoy them. But if you throw something like that on top, then we have something that has more staying power, it has more of a variety of nutrients, and you might find as a result that more of your brain space is freed up to think about things beyond food when you're eating in a way that matches your energy needs because you're not going to be feeling hungry all of the time. So I hope that makes sense and I want to give a big thank you and a shout out to this community member who is celebrating Win Wednesday with us. But I told you a few moments ago that I was going to share a little bit more about this course where these you know community members are hanging out. So this course is my intuitive eating discovery course. It is self-paced. It is completely up to you how fast you take the modules or how much time you spend with them. But the course has eight guided coaching lessons that are led by me in an audio format. So if you really like podcasts or listening to this show week after week. The course is similar, but in course week, of course, we go way more in depth on a lot of intuitive eating topics. Uh, there are also interactive worksheets and journal prompts to help you set goals and take action on what you learn in each of the coaching lessons. You'll also get lifetime access to the Facebook community for continual support from both myself and others in the course. That is the Facebook community that I just read you that post from. And your enrollment also comes with lots of other free bonus content as well that is included with your enrollment. So if you'd like to learn more about the course and claim your spot in it today, you can visit clairetuning.com slash course. And as a thank you for being a listener here on the podcast, I have a little gift for you that you can use towards your enrollment. So enter the code podcast, all one word, all together at checkout for 10% off of your enrollment investment. That's clairetuning.com slash course and enter the code podcast at checkout for 10% off of your intuitive eating discovery course. I hope to see you on that participant list very soon and welcome you into our Facebook community. So hopefully you can celebrate some future when Wednesdays with us. Let's go ahead and get into today's topic. I feel like I need to take a little bit of a breath. I got to pace myself on these solo episodes. I forget how much talking it is, but if you clicked on this episode after reading the title, then odds are one, you're either bored and you want some company, in which case I'm happy to be here with you. Two, maybe the episode just popped up in your podcast feed automatically because you're subscribed. If you are, thank you for being here week after week with me. Or maybe, this is option three, maybe if you've tuned into this episode, you have found yourself feeling uncomfortably full 
after an eating experience, either here in the present moment, you know, this could be something you're experiencing in real time as you're hearing these words, or maybe it's something that you have felt during at least one point in your life. I know I have, usually when I have conversations about fullness cues with my clients, they all share with me that they have also been in a situation in the past where they have felt unpleasantly full. So maybe you have that shared experience too. But no matter why you're here, no matter which one of those reasons resonates with you, I am really honored to have an opportunity to spend a little bit of time here with you today. And throughout this episode, I'm going to be sharing a few reminders, or you might even call these mantras, to keep in mind when you're feeling not so great after an eating experience. And I have these in a list format. I'm going to, you know, speak them into existence here in a moment. But before we get to those, I think it's important that I pause for a few minutes to point out a couple of things. So first, I want you to notice that throughout this conversation so far, I am using the words unpleasant or uncomfortable to describe how you might feel after a meal or after a snack. Notice that I am not using shame or guilt-inducing words like bad or even overeaten or feeling overly full. I feel like sometimes those words can really invite in this idea that you've done something wrong or that you are bad because of how you've eaten. And I really want to invite you to make that same shift in your language because the words that we use to talk about ourselves and food really do matter. And when we're describing bodily sensations, you really might find it useful to keep those descriptors as neutral as possible. So when I'm talking about neutral descriptors here, I'm really referring to unpleasant or pleasant or even neutral. And these are some of my favorite body sensation descriptors for that exact reason, because they can help you articulate how you're feeling in the exact moment without inviting along this self-shaming narrative. So tip number one thing that I want you to take away first and foremost is if and when possible, let's be thoughtful about our language and use these neutral descriptors to talk about how we feel instead of going down the shame spiral of I'm bad, I've gone over a certain amount, I'm over full, etc., etc. Now, the second thing that I'd like to point out is that eating past the point of comfortable fullness is a really human experience. It is okay. Like I said before, I have been there before. Maybe you have been there before as well. I think many humans, many people who live in a body and who eat food have had this experience and it is okay. And this can be an especially common experience if you are working to heal from chronic dieting, from disordered eating, from an eating disorder, or from any behaviors that have really taught you to underfuel your body and disconnect from its cues. When you have been going through a period of not eating enough, whether that's through a diet, an eating disorder, disordered eating behaviors, 
you are probably going to have some uncomfortable feelings around food in order to get you back to this place where you're eating enough to support your energy needs. It's going to feel weird. It's going to feel uncomfortable. Digestion might feel off for a while. Again, none of this is happening because you're doing something wrong. We just have to get over the hump so you can start nourishing your body adequately again. And if there's one thing that I've learned from both my professional and personal experience, it's that beating yourself up when this happens or when you feel unpleasant after an eating experience likely is not going to lead you to feeling any better in the moment, right? It's not going to help. And I know it's, it's easy to go down that shame spiral and that rabbit hole, but it's not going to help us feel better. And I know that turning down the volume on that inner negative voice can be really challenging. I want to acknowledge that. I'm not saying, you know, just be positive. It's easy. Don't think negative thoughts. That's not what I'm saying at all. I recognize this can be challenging, but that's what we're here to talk about in this episode. We're here to talk about some some tools or some phrases that you can insert to help turn down the volume on that inner negative voice. So that brings me to the following eating reminders that you can offer yourself when you're feeling unpleasantly full after a meal, snack, eating experience, whatever you want to call it. So you can feel free to just listen to these and take them in, absorb them with every fiber of your being, or if you'd like to choose the ones that really resonate with you and write them down or put them in the notes section of your phone, if you're in a place where you can safely do that while listening to this episode, then you can do that too. So I have five of them here. Yep, five total. And I'm going to offer them. I'll start each one with a number so you know I've gone to the next reminder, but I will offer a little description or I'll expand a little bit on each. So the first one, it is okay to feel full. It is okay to feel full. Again, I know this sensation of fullness might feel new and uncomfortable, especially if you have trained yourself and your body to eat as little as possible. Yeah, fullness is going to feel weird, but that doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. It is not a bad feeling. It is you working to nourish your body and learn how to do that and learn how to respond to your body's cues. So it is okay to feel full. Number two, the discomfort that I'm feeling in this moment will pass with time. I've worked with a lot of clients in the past who found this reminder to be especially helpful and reassuring in the moment because like, think back to a time when you have been really uncomfortable after a meal. It feels really not that great. Right? It feels awful and it's easy in that moment to really get down on yourself and feel that every eating experience is going to be this way and how could I be so negligent or how could I eat this much? Right, It's easy to go down that rabbit hole. But the thing that we have to remember with body cues like this, especially ones related to hunger and, and fullness, is 
the discomfort that is associated with those is going to be temporary. When you have a meal and you have blown past fullness cues, yeah, it doesn't feel great in that moment. And you're not always going to feel like that because your body knows what to do. Your body has been digesting food since the moment that you were born. So that discomfort is going to lessen with time. I I know I share this analogy a fair amount when it is summertime and when we're outside and when we're lathering up with the sunscreen, but I like to compare the discomfort associated with an eating experience to getting a sunburn. Now, don't take this the wrong way. I've shared this analogy before and people have taken this to mean, why are you promoting people to go out and get sunburn? And that is not what I'm saying at all. As a very pale human myself, Sunscreen is my best friend, and I very much believe in the power of it, so we don't intentionally go out and try to get sunburned, just as a lot of the times when you're having an eating experience, you're maybe not intentionally hoping to feel bad or doing something to feel unpleasant afterwards, but sometimes it happens. And if you've ever had a sunburn before, yeah, it is an ouchie. Did I just become four years old? I don't know. It hurts. It's uncomfortable. You know, it's kind of hard to sleep that night. You feel like you have the entire power of the sun in your body. I've had a lot of sunburns in my life. I know how it feels. But over time, that discomfort is going to lessen as that soaks in. And then we learn, hopefully, in future outdoor experiences to be a little bit more careful and thoughtful with our sunscreen. So even though you feel uncomfortable, that discomfort dissipates over time. It's the same thing with an eating experience. Yeah, it doesn't feel great in this moment, but over time, that feeling is going to lessen. And this brings me to number three. There is no such thing as a perfect eater. Every eating experience can be a learning opportunity. So to call back to my sunscreen analogy, I said, if you have that happen to you, then you are a little bit more aware next time you're going outside that you need to be careful with sunscreen and with sun exposure. We can apply that similar way of thinking to eating. We say, okay, last time I felt really uncomfortable after eating. Why might that have happened? Oh, maybe I realized that I was really, really hungry heading into that meal. And because of that, I was eating like there was no tomorrow because my body hadn't had access to the fuel that it needed hours ago, right? It makes sense that if we hadn't eaten enough, then we are probably going to eat past fullness because the body's making up for last time. So maybe the the learning opportunity here was, well, maybe next time I can try to pack some sort of snack to keep with me, or I can have some sort of, uh, you know, afternoon snack in between lunch and dinner so I don't get home feeling super ravenous. I know that's something that my clients and I talk about pretty often. Maybe the learning opportunity is, well, the last time when I was with that food, it was the first time that I allowed myself to bring this food back into my home. And I know that it's probably going to take 
more time and repeated exposure to feel at ease around that food and to feel like I can pick up on and listen to my body's cues. So the learning opportunity is, yeah, it felt uncomfortable last time, but in order to feel more at peace and more at ease around these foods, I know I need continued exposure. So when I go to the grocery store, I'm gonna get that food again even though it's scary and even though I fear I might have another out of control experience with it. The only way out is through the food. Number four, let's see, did I cover number three enough? Yeah, no such thing as a perfect eater. Every eating experience can be a learning opportunity. Reassure yourself of that, again, when you feel uncomfortable. Now, moving right along to number four. My body is wise and knows what to do with this food. I kind of hinted at this one earlier, but I love this one. Of course, there are some exceptions here. A food allergy being one of those exceptions, certain autoimmune conditions, let's say celiac disease, for example. If you have any of those conditions or if you have to avoid a certain food or category of food out of medical necessity, then of course this does not apply, right? Your body is not going to know what to do with that food. It might mount an immune response, right? In the form of a food allergy. It might do uh, long-term damage to your small intestine in the case of celiac disease. So this is not me saying eat foods that hurt you. But it is me saying that your body is wise and it has been digesting food and turning that food into energy to support your body and your brain since the moment that you were born. So as long as you don't have an allergy to this food, your body does know what to do with it and knows how to take that food and use it to nourish you. And lastly, we have number five. I'm uncomfortable in this moment and I deserve to be kind to myself. That right there, my friends, is what we call an and statement. If any of my clients are listening, they're probably like, oh my God, here she goes again with those and statements. But I think they are really powerful because they allow you to acknowledge how you feel. They kind of let you sit in the suck as my friend and colleague Brie Campos, body image with Brie, you might know her as would say, they allow you to acknowledge the feeling and root yourself in the reminder that you still deserve respect, you deserve kindness, you deserve to nourish your body later today, even though you feel uncomfortable right now, right? This discomfort does not mean that you are unworthy of care or nourishment. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope so. So those were my five reminders, things that you can tell yourself when you're feeling unpleasantly full. Like I said, before I started listing these off, maybe one of these really stood out to you and that's the one that you want to hold on to moving forward. Maybe all of them did and you're typing these out furiously in the notes section of your phone, but you might find it helpful too in addition to keeping these in mind, to also ask yourself in these moments of unpleasant fullness if there's any small thing that you can do to help yourself feel more comfortable. So this is going to look a little bit different depending on where you are and who you're with and how much time that you have. But to offer some examples, this might look like 
you know, putting on a more comfortable outfit, some looser fitting clothing if you're able so you don't have to pull and tug at something that feels too tight. It could also look like finding a comfortable place to rest or sit down after you've eaten, or maybe it even looks like finding something else to focus on until that physical discomfort subsides. If you're someone who feels that bodily sensation of discomfort and you really fixate on it, and that is what opens the door to some negative self-talk, you might find a distractive technique to be helpful until that feeling goes away, like the sunburn. Uh, One of my favorite tools here is is, you guessed it, TikTok. Um, I find something like that that is really stimulating, that kind of allows you to escape for a while, maybe even reading a, a book if you're a book fan. I told you all, either on last week's episode or the, the week before, that I have a hefty book goal for 2022. I'm looking to get through at least 30 fiction books, so you can find me distracting myself by reading my newest novel, but you can kind of fill in the blank there with whatever makes sense for you. So if anything that I shared in today's episode really resonated with you, I invite you to make a note and maybe even come back to this episode when you feel like you're in need of some extra support, some grounding reminders, and some kindness after an eating experience. And as always, here's my plug. If you got value from anything in this conversation or you have enjoyed any other episode of the podcast that I've shared in the past, it really would mean so much to me if you could leave a five-star rating and review of the podcast. So tap those five stars, type up a little review if you want to or if you have the time because your support can really help the show grow, which helps more people to find it and it helps me to continue making episodes for you to listen to each week. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts where they have the stars and the review, you can always take a screenshot of wherever you're listening today and put it on a social platform of choice. It could be a post, it could be a story. Be sure to tag me at Claire Tuning so I can say hey and give you a thanks for listening. But that is all that I have for you today, my friend. Thank you for tuning in as always, and I'll see you back here next week.